Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast presented by Simply Healthcare. I am David Wilson and I am joined on the other line, as always, by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how's it going? Good. Doing pretty well. Uh, it is Thursday. Um, we're done talking to Miami players and coaches for the week. Uh, Virginia game coming up in a couple nights. Another night game, just like you love. Um, after after we got one day game, we, we go right back to the, those late nights in the Hard Rock Stadium press box on Saturday. Um, but I, I want to start with the Pittsburgh game because uh, we haven't talked since... Um, Kind of a weird game, right? I think that was the, the way that all of us came out of it, where it was like there were definitely a lot of nits to pick where, um, yeah. you know, the offense was, you know, pretty bad on third downs, too many three and outs. Um, they actually ran for more than 100 yards, but only on like two point something yards a pop. Um, honestly, yeah. it was kind of the game I expected, though. I knew that Pittsburgh defense had a lot of talent. Um, I'm just curious, like where you're kind of, where, where's your temperature at on this team after that game? What now we have a, like basically a week to digest it. What, where are you well, at? It, yeah, um, that was that was a very weird game, and uh, everyone I've talked to, uh, just friends who follow the Hurricanes, said the same thing. I I never thought that that they were not going to win, but um, I had an awfully hard time writing that game story. It just there was nothing really sexy about it to me. I yeah. don't know. I, other than that, the, the great goal line, some of the goal line stands right. and the red zone defense. Um, I, I, it, I kind of got me a little wondering about the UM like running game. Uh, they just don't, they, I mean, I, I understand Clemson, you know, right. uh, but they just couldn't, couldn't do it. Like Cameron Harris, yeah, you know, yards. the first couple ga- few games was so dominant. I mean, like, you know, top five, six, seven in the country, top ten for sure in a lot of categories. Right. And he just kind of like, well, I don't know. He hasn't been able to put anything together, right? And and, yeah. and I got a little uh, Derek, you know, through two two interceptions mm-hmm. um, again, and that was a little alarming. Um, I know one of them was tipped, but um, I don't know. The offense just—I um, don't know. It didn't. It was definitely not as sharp. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of where where I'm. I know Pittsburgh, like you said, had a, has a really yeah. good deep, and they definitely did. But it—you want to see the UM offense then, you know, if they're going to contend for an ACC title or at least get in the game, you know, yeah. you want uh, you want to see their offense keep improving. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, what the, I think that uh, Pitt had 15 tackles for loss in that game. So Miami just, every drive it was like they were either, you know, and they, and they were clearly trying to, like, milk the clock a lot in the second half. Um, you know, right. Once they had that lead and, and knew that Pitt with the backup quarterback was not really going to be able to, I mean, their only touchdown was a one-yard drive. Like they clearly trusted their defense for basically the entire fourth quarter, and and were just running the ball even when it wasn't netting anything. But there were a lot of like zero-yard run, one-yard run, negative one-yard run uh, that that started off the drives. And it was a big thing. It was kind of a big talking point throughout this week. Was um, you know the third-down numbers were so good in the first three weeks 
of the season um, and have been pretty terrible for the last two weeks. Um, and, you know, third down defense was, of all the things Miami was bad at on offense last year, that was probably the most glaring thing. I think they finished last or second to last in the country in third down conversion percentage last year. Um, and, and the big talking point this year, this, this, this week was, you know, against Clemson, I think their average distance to go on, on second down was 11.2 yards or something like that. And they had a lot of, you know, a lot of third and tens and stuff over the last couple of weeks. So that's that's the biggest thing they've got to clean up. Um, and, and, you know, there were there were some signs of it early on. But, um, yeah, dude, I, I guess do, 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 those first three weeks, did we overhype this offense a little bit? Or you were just like... Clearly, we've, we've seen the highs. You know, we saw the Florida State game, the Louisville game, where they go for 500 yards and score 45, 50 points. So we know they have that in them against bad teams. And then we obviously saw, um, uh, frankly, a terrible day against Clemson where, you know, there were, I think, like 200 yards or something like that total. And it was actually right. their, their worst passing yard game since, since the pinstripe bowl in, in 2018, which is... One of the worst passing displays I, I could remember seeing in college football from a team like Miami. Um, and then obviously they kind of split the difference against Pittsburgh and I think it was like 330 yards. We're just, we're on that spectrum. Do you think this offense kind of sits at this point? Well, you know, I'll, I'll be able to know a little more after this team, yeah. although, uh, you know, but um, I guess, like I'm wondering the same thing about overhyping the offense, but they just they were really good those first yeah. two games. It's yeah. really fast, you know. They maybe we just weren't used to seeing it, you know. But they were, you know, super fast and um, and crisp and and everything else. And um, I, I, you know, I I'd like to think that we we did not overhype, for example, uh, D.R. King. Um, you know, but I, I, a little bit, I'm wondering that too, although he's got a lot of history, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, the guy has FBS records, you know, he's really, really good. I just, um, and, and well, one thing I wouldn't say, we, you and I definitely did not overhype the UM receivers, and I think they're the, they're the ones that are, um, they're really, you know, just I keep saying ordinary, but maybe even ordinary minus. Yeah. I mean that they, they just um, they just haven't shown flashed at all, really. Yeah, not really. I mean, Mike Mike Harley had the long touchdown against um, Pitt. Oh, Mike had a great play, a good yeah. catch on the sideline. But again, he was wide open. Like it's not like he had to beat a guy there. That was a, uh, a you know the. I think what yeah. like, rolled right, and you know, they, they Miami schemed him wide open. They haven't had a wide receiver pretty much all year, um, except for I think Keyshawn Smith had a good catch in garbage time against Clemson. They haven't had like a a play all right. year where a wide receiver makes like a spectacular catch, like a contested catch. Yeah. Like they're like they're two. There's a defensive back and a UM receiver, right? And yeah. The defensive back is playing great defense, and the UM receiver is right in the perfect position and you're everybody's with bated breath waiting for Miami to pull that ball away yeah. and make a great catch. And, and to be fair, Derek has, you know, he, I think really in the first couple of weeks, his deep ball, like that was kind of, people knew that had to get better. And, you know, he missed a lot of throws really in the first half against UAB. I think he missed a lot of throws. Um, 
and you know he obviously wasn't great against Clemson, um, but against Pittsburgh, I mean that was to me. I know he had the two interceptions, and and particularly the second interception was like that was one of the worst decisions I think I've seen him make. Um, he kind of threw into to coverage over there, thrown across the field, um, but you know his deep ball looked as good as as it had, and I I, I won. I think that's got to be part of why. Uh, Miami this week on their depth chart is listing nine starters at, at wide receiver. Every, I love that. Everyone I love on the that. depth chart's got that or next I, to their I name. I feel bad for Derek because I think some of his throws have been actually right. okay. I think that's what th- this Pittsburgh game, Derek finally like was hitting those deep balls pretty accurately, and the guys just weren't making plays for him. So it was kind of the point where you can't make excuses for, for those guys anymore. I think you could kind of justify it a little bit in the first uh, couple of weeks where, you know, Derek was, was – Underthrowing and overthrowing guys, you know he was he was not putting oh. balls in great spots on those downfield throws, um, but this week the the drops and, and not drops because they would you know they're, they're tough catches, but but catches that a good wide receiver makes a you know a number one wide receiver in the ACC should be making. Um, they, they don't have anyone who can make those catches right now. Yeah, for sure, and they they have made drops this season. Yeah, they have I mean, drops. Not, yep. this game, they have you know they've dropped some balls this season that yeah. weren't. Derek's fault. Yep. Um, but yeah, very disappointing. Actually, when I, in the beginning of the season in our special section, I had a story, 10 reasons why uh, UM will be better this year. And I have to tell you the truth. One of mine was the receiving core. And I, like, I was like, eh, when I wrote that, yeah. you know, I wasn't, you know, one of those. You're trying to convince of, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't really, honestly, everybody, I wasn't totally convinced <laughs> that 10th thing. And I, I think I, there was something else I should have put instead. Well, I think you were excited about Rob Likens, right? I can't remember what that was, but the, the point is that that was the one that I was like, ugh, you know? Like, they haven't proved it, so why yeah. would I say they're going to be better? I think we were excited about Rob Likens, right? The way that, you know, the Arizona State, with him the last couple of years, uh, I think Brandon Ayuk was a first-round pick for them last year, who was, you know, came to there as a Juco guy. Nikhil Harry, I want to say, was like a mid... Like, they've had high draft picks the last couple of years, and... and we were excited yeah, to see what Likens could do with these guys. And I don't know, some of the freshmen, like, you know, like, like Keyshawn Smith has kind of been the one guy that's flashed most to me. I know I mentioned him earlier. And he dropped a, a long one, uh, or not a, you know, like one of those catches where an over-the-shoulder catch that hit him in the hands um, right. in, in the pit game. But he is the guy that seems to get open down the field best to me. So uh, he kind of feels like the guy from this freshman class who – when you look at all those oars, is, is the guy that maybe can um, be a real factor here going forward. Um, and potentially, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts a game at some point because I think he gives them, you know, a little bit of what, you know, D. Wiggins has given them from time to time. It seems like against Florida State every year he makes one of those, you know, good downfield over-the-shoulder catches. Um, you know, Keyshawn seems to be the, the other guy who can kind of stretch the field over the middle like that. Um, but I think has been disappointing. I yeah, mean, I think I, so too. I mean, I think all three of those guys have been disappointing. I'm sure they would all, you know, for the most part, agree, right? Like, yeah. The, the thing is that the only reason I'm saying D has been disappointing, I think, because he hasn't made those contested catches. And right. He's and that's his job. He's the big guy out of those wide receivers. He's the big guy, and he's very talented. I think, uh, you know, and nice long strides, and uh, you know. Was so excited in that yeah. Florida State game last year. I, I just I thought he was the one that was going to break out. And the the other one that 
kind of surprised that I know, I know he didn't play. I know he's I, it was Jeremiah Jeremiah Payton. Yeah. Okay. I I really from day one when I saw Jeremiah Payton, I mean, I just thought this guy is a stud. I mean, he's he's strong and just made jump high up in the air and make great catches and come down with the ball and yeah. in practice looks so good and right now he has he has one catch yeah this season one catch for 13 yards i mean i'm i'm kind of surprised at that yeah no no we should know with him he missed a couple of weeks um earlier mm-hmm. in the year so um yeah we, we don't know if maybe he's still dealing with something but yeah he's the guy that yeah, yeah. over the last two years i mean at the end of training camp last year, we thought he was going to get real playing time, and then um, he wound up, you know, not really touching the field very much last year. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. He did miss a couple of games, and um, yeah. he might have been sick, and yeah. So, yeah. Um, but going back to Eric real quick, I, I think where I'm at with him is, you know, quite frankly, I, I hadn't watched him a lot before this year, right? Like I, I watched a couple, you know, when Houston was in a big, you know, they were, they were kind of a top 25 team a lot when he was there. So I would watch them when they were in a big, you know, AAC random like Friday night game or something. And I remember watching him play Oklahoma last year, uh, in a game they kind of got killed in, but you know, he, he scored, he looked good at least in the couple of minutes of that I watched. Um, I mean, he just quite frankly has not faced teams like Clemson and, and even that Pittsburgh defense is probably as good as any he, faced in the American um, over the last couple of years. So maybe we overhyped him when we were talking about him, like, is he a top five quarterback in the country? But, um, I mean, he's still obviously the best quarterback Miami's had since at least Brad Kaya. And, I mean, I still probably would put him two or three on the list of quarterbacks in the ACC, which is where we would have had him in the preseason, right? Trevor Lawrence is the obvious one, and then it's like the Sam Howell – Derek is, is pretty clearly like that next group to me. So maybe we yeah, overhyped I, him when we were talking about like, ooh, this guy could win the Heisman. But I don't think we overhyped him necessarily coming in. We're like, this guy's going to stabilize that position. I mean, he hasn't run. We were talking about yesterday off off Mike, but that he hasn't run it a ton. Um, not a whole lot of design runs, but his legs are obviously a huge factor. Um, you know, I think a lot of those big, you know, against UAB where that Miami ran for, what did they run for, 300 yards in that game? Um, like the threat of his legs is, is opens up a lot. And then, I mean, it's, it's really obvious, but like you look at the two big touchdowns they had, two of the three big touchdowns they had on Saturday were all created because of the, the threat of Derek's run with that, that lean he does. You wrote about it um, on Wednesday, the, the, the kind of the play action they do where, where he fakes the, the lean forward, like he's going to run a QB power and just, Tosses it right over the top. Like, yeah. he can manufacture big plays, and that's obviously been one of the big stories of this offense is the way that they – you know, we, we just talked about it. The, the wide receivers aren't making tough contested catches down the field, but there's still – I think, like, I wrote it on Monday. I want to say, like, nine of their 21 offensive touchdowns this year have been, like, 30 yards or longer. Like, they're creating big plays even without that, and that that deer can and that's why this offense yeah. is working right now. So maybe he's not as consistent as you would like um, your quarterback to be, but but he makes up for it with, with the stuff he can do. And, and some of the most exciting plays of this year still are him running. I mean, that run against Clemson was electric. Well, yeah, I think it, I, I agree with you. I think he's – I mean, when we say overhyped, I mean, we're just going by what we 
Yeah. Well, the well, other we, thing I think is this, Louisville, this Louisville team that we thought was pretty good, what, they were number 18 going into that game, they seemed to be terrible, and that skewed us a little bit. Yeah, I, 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 but if, like, Derek, um, Derek, I still think is, is very good, I, really good, actually, I, in every way, from being, a, he's a great leader, and, and I love his temperament, right, mm-hmm. even if he throws a pick or whatever, um, he has a very good temperament on the field, he's a really good uh, representative of the team, I think on the field, he, I think he keeps people calm, and I, I think we're going by what we've seen him do in the past, which was, I mean, I have watched a lot of his plays, not in person, but like, you know, on YouTube, right. whatever, yep. quite impressive, and, and I just, um, I just hope, I just hope he starts running, I'd love to see him run, it's really fun watching him run, and I, I and he's also very tough, David. Yes. He's kind of a, a tough guy. He's not really that big, but he's tough. And yeah, he's I not running like, to the sidelines when he's running. He's doing spin moves and trying to get every yard he can. Yeah, he's. I really enjoy watching him play. The one, the one thing I'm disappointed for him is that I think people were starting to buy into the like some NFL people type people. Right. And, and, and draft, draft nicks and, you know, um, from various places, we're starting to talk about, hmm, let's, let's watch him a little closer. Right. See, maybe, you know, I think he will get, Mel Kuyper said, I think he is going to get drafted. This is before the last couple games, but uh, let's see if he can get drafted as a quarterback. But I feel bad because I, the last couple of games have definitely hurt his quote-unquote draft stock, even though it's very early. Yeah. It's still very early, um, but it just, it, I, I, I just, uh, it makes me wonder, you know, whereas before I was sure he was going to go out right. and try to turn pro, um, but now, you know, everybody can come back. The NCAA is letting everybody have an extra year of eligibility, um, and I... I thought for sure that if he got, and he had told me if he gets at least five games in and stuff, he'll, there's a good chance he'll go out. But I don't, I don't know now. The question is, would it be better for him to stay, or is, is, is it not going to matter because he's, right. he's old. You know, he's, he'd be 24, I think, at that point. Just like, yeah. is not going to matter in the long run. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, like I said, the the, the tough part of it is. You know, Clemson and Pittsburgh are, are until a bowl game or an ACC championship. Those are probably the two best defenses he's going to face all year. And you know, he was bad in the Clemson game and, and you know, pretty pedestrian in the in the Pitt game. So, um, you know, he could put up monster numbers the rest of the way. But are people going to just always think back to those games and be like, you know, when he when he faced a defense with NFL talent on it, um, he did not look like. Uh, anything special necessarily? Yeah, I well, well, how much will it help him to get into the? And I don't know if there, I don't know the chances. I have to go through all the permutations, but like the chances of them getting in the ACC title game, I know it's early. Yeah, it's tough. The, the tiebreakers are really weird, um, especially because a lot of these teams, like Miami, doesn't play Notre Dame, and they play North Carolina. North Carolina plays Notre Dame, I think. So, like, you know, there's. 
Um, a lot of the teams don't play each other. That you know, I, I think those are probably the the three favorites too. Although North North Carolina, I guess losing to Florida State really makes it the path a little bit easier for Miami potentially. Um, yeah, and North Carolina State is four and one. Yeah, they play this weekend, so we'll, we'll have a good idea if that's a race. And then, and Virginia Tech, I guess, is a factor too. So it's too early, but yeah. Um, it's too early, and the North Carolina State game after this one, it's two week. They have another two week. Oh right, night. yes. After this game, and then they go for a Friday night game, Friday yeah. night to North Carolina State. Yeah. So um, it should be kind of interesting. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, uh, let's switch gears over to some defense talk because that, um, as you alluded to at the top, was kind of the, the story, ultimately, uh, the, at least the positive story of Saturday. Uh, the defense held Pittsburgh, basically held them to 12 points, and honestly really even less than that. You know, they gave up a touchdown on a one-play drive, and they actually held Pittsburgh to three points on a drive that started at the 12-yard line. Um, and they right. did it. Um, with the defensive line. That was the whole story. They, Pittsburgh, I think, ran 10 plays in the red zone and got negative yards out of it um, because Quincy Roche uh, had two tackles for loss down there. He also had a strip sack uh, at one point in the game to set up a Miami touchdown. Jared Harrison Hunt had a strip sack, although Pittsburgh recovered in the red zone and had another tackle for loss. Um this defensive line is, uh, we knew they had, I mean, even when Gregory Rousseau left, I mean, first of all, imagine if this defensive line had Gregory Rousseau on it. Um, wow. But even when he left, I think we knew this defensive line had a chance to be really good. Um, the defensive tackles, to me, are kind of the difference where, you know, we knew Nesta had a lot of talent, hadn't really seen it yet. He's been really good this year. Um, I'm shocked how quickly Jared Harrison Hunt has become this good. Um, but this defensive line is, as good as any I think we've seen in the last couple of years here at Miami. And there have obviously been a, you know, a lot of NFL defensive ends that have come through. Um, you know, Gerald Willis had an All-American type season in 2018. Um, but this group, the, the, the top end talent they have at end and the depth they are kind of developing, particularly at the defensive tackle spot, um, yeah. makes this group really, really special, I think. Right, and defensive end. And the defensive end depth, yeah. But they can really kind of lean on those two end guys, right? We see Jafari Harvey and, and Cam Williams a little bit, but those two defensive ends are... I, mean, I agree. And they've, you know, they've had a really good... I, I For many, many years, since I've been 
covering this team, I could always say, I, could, I mean, I could go back to any any year, you know, Calais Campbell. Yeah. I know that's a way back, but honestly, I've, they've had a lot of great defensive ends yes. since I'm covering them. And, and tackles, to an extent, more defensive ends, yeah. I think. South Florida produces a lot of really good defensive ends. That's, that's something that's always got going for it. Yeah, and I... And, you know, we know how important that is. Yeah. A lot of them are locals. Yeah. Or it always seems yeah, that Yeah, that's way. what I mean by Miami. It's it's like the local guys. Like, I guess this I, defensive end group actually is two not local guys. Um, true. With, you know, Quincy's from Baltimore yeah. and, and Jalen's from California. Um, right. But, you know, Greg Rousseau is from Coconut Creek. And, um, and Harvey is, I Jafari think, Harvey's Beach. Bureau Beach. Um, and, you know, Joe Jackson was Gulliver, and uh, yep. John Garvin was West Palm. Like most of the guys who have come through lately, have been been those local guys. But um, I don't know, where do you think this stacks up with kind of the the recent ones? I think it's I. I think it's uh. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, I, to me, I, I think you have to go back to 2017 I, is, is probably the I, last I think, one. I think it stacks up uh, comparably, for sure. Yeah. You yeah. know? The, I, I mean, there, I, and I think UM now, like, uh, let me see. Well, as of this last game, um, as, of, as of today, I think UM was 28th in the nation in sacks. I'm looking at mm-hmm. the NCAA stats. They're fifth in the nation in tackles for loss. Yep. They're averaging almost 10 tackles for loss a game. They're Well, they're 38th in total defense, um, and they're 23rd in scoring defense. I mean, and they're, well, 45th in passing yards allowed. I'm looking at all the stats. But they're, uh, they're and also, David, their third down conversion percentage in defense is 17th. I know you're talking about the D-line. Yeah. 17th in the nation. Well, those um, guys are creating a lot of that by getting the tackles for loss. Same way that I, Miami's I, been in trouble with early TFLs on offense, that's what Miami's defense is built around is, you know, you can move it on them, but if we got a sack for minus eight yards, you're all of a sudden in trouble. And we're going to do that four times a game. Yeah, and they're definitely contagious, don't you think? Yes. When they get, meaning when they get a TFL, everybody wants it. You Mm -hmm. know, it seems like they get more and more. They get, the defense really gets psyched up by making a good play. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think they're, they rate very highly. Yeah, to me, I, I think you got to go back to 2017 to find the comparison. You can make probably a case for 2018 where Gerald Willis had that monster season where he was you know right up there in the na- national tackles for loss lead. But honestly, yeah. a lot of the TFLs that, I think that team led the country or was top five in, in tackles for loss. But a lot of those TFLs were, I think Shaq had a ton that year. Um, and Pinkney, like the linebackers were creating a lot of this. Um, well, and honestly, a lot of the guys, like Bubba Bolden's got what, like three or four tackles for loss this year. Like they're doing that like always. But that 2017 D line had um, Chad Thomas, RJ McIntosh, Kendrick Norton, Trent Harris, and then Joe Jackson and John Garvin were the backup ends. That's a pretty deep group. Um, but yeah, these two starters, I think this might be the best starter tandem they've had. I mean, I think this one will be, I think Jafari Harvey is going to be really, really good, dominant. And I, I'm looking again at the stats, and Quincy Roche now is seventh in the country in tackles for a loss. Yeah. Just like, so, yeah. Um, 
I think this yeah. defensive end tandem is the best starting duo they've had since I've like been around. I mean, I'm sure you could go back and find better ones, but it's the best they've had under Manny Diaz, probably. Like Quincy Roche is going to be a, probably a first or second round pick, and Jalen Phillips will probably be the same. Like uh, I, I know Miami's had a lot of guys drafted, but they've not had guys drafted that highly um, necessarily in the last couple of years, and, and I think both those guys are. Uh, you know, legitimate. Yeah, I know Quincy doesn't have like necessarily the measurables. He's a little smaller, but um, uh-huh. like you're saying, I mean, he's the national, the career t- sacks leader in the country right now, and he's got yeah. the TFLs, and and he's I think he's gotten you know that pit game was the best he has looked I think in Miami, and, and he said he agreed. Another really, another really like mature yeah uh, leader, um, kind of a cool, cool guy. I like him. Um, just. Uh, yeah, uh, they're, they're going to miss those. I keep thinking they're going to miss those grad transfers, let me tell you. Yeah, it, we, we'll, we'll have to have like a full talk about what that's going to look like once we get a little later in the season. Cause we keep we keep like mentioning it. Like everyone we talk about it feels like this season is, is a guy who was not on the team two years ago and might not be on the team next year. And um, that it, it's the elephant oh. in the room of this whole season. Yeah, and, and you know what, David? <clears throat> I kind of think about that every year now. I Guys just leave. Right, the world. I mean that, and that's the thing is, Miami has, has proven like they can make this transfer thing like like they're gonna get guys, right? Like they're not not always gonna hit like these guys have, but the same way a year ago we were talking about a lot of transfers. Obviously, it's different this year because all the guys have been excellent. But um, yeah, it's gonna be part of part of what we have to be thinking about. Um, one one of these transfers who said he is staying. Uh, for next year is Lou Headley. Do you want to see some Lou Headley appreciation? Because um, he was incredible in the pick game. Good. I I have to tell you, Lou Headley, their punter, U.S. punter is. I can't help it, but like like in my mind, he's an NFLer right now. I can't. It's so yeah. weird. I, he's just. He's older. He's not that much older. Okay, but he is a few years. But I mean, he's. Um, he's just so good. Yeah. He's so good at Tom and uh, man, their kicking game. You know, with what people had to go through here. Uh, I mean, UM fans deserve this this year. I mean, yeah. Lou Headley's, you know, averaging forty-seven point six yards a punt. I think he did. He average sixty yards or something, or he kicked a sixty yards. Yeah, sixty yards. Yeah, it was like fifty-one seven. I think in the. Uh... Pit game was his average. What was it? I want to say it was like fifty-one-seven. When he kicks the ball, I mean, I, I mean, their field position because of him is so much better. Yeah, you just can't say enough how what a difference that makes in the game. Um, and and you know what? Last game, I, I, maybe the second punt or a couple times. I remember it was kind of close. It looked like they might have. Yeah, yeah. His like he had his long sixty yarder. I think was his first one of the game, and he like you know he likes to do like the rugby style, where like you roll out a little bit and take your time, and he could boom it. And then the next one they got close, and then he started like kind of short. I don't know what you call it, like short legging it, where he would like you know he's getting it out quicker because they were selling out for the block, and he was still kicking it fifty yards, forty eight yards every time. And he kicks it high, which is important. He said that's a big adjustment, right, is the hang time he's gotten a hang of. Um, 
And they've, I think he's only had like one or two punts returned all year. Yeah, and he was, and he was asked, you know, about next year, is he gonna, is he gonna come back? Because um, he's a, he's a redshirt junior, right? Yeah, but he's like twenty seven, <laughs> or twenty six. come back he'll get his degree like i believe him we'll be back next year he'll get his degree you got one more year of him miami fans yeah he said he wants to get his degree that's really important i mean what a mature guy yeah you know uh wants to get his degree and he said he might even want to try to get his master's um it's pretty cool i mean i'm sure manny diaz is elated about that yeah. uh you know jose will be gone borgales the kicker who also has he gotten a kick returned yet? A kickoff returned yet? Has I he gotten... don't think so. Unless they had one where like a penalty backed him up and he couldn't get into the end zone, but I, I, I don't think so. Right. Yeah. I mean, amazing, amazing. Those two guys, how they've changed the team, they changed the program. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, we don't have to do like an in-depth Virginia preview. Uh, Miami is a pretty big favorite. Um, this Virginia team is is not as good as this Pittsburgh team. What what do you just what do you want to see from them this weekend? What like what what are you looking for? Um, from Miami, I'm look, I should say. I'm I, I, I'm looking for the receivers to step up. I'm looking for uh, the running backs to get some good running yards, some good rushing yards. Um, I think it's a game that Miami should win pretty easily. Yeah, well, they they should. I, yeah, what's interesting to me, David, is uh, you know that you know there's the, for the second week in a row they there's a quarterback situation with the other team, and they're the the norm the guy who normally starts for them, um, Armstrong. Ha, well, ha, he sustained a concussion two games ago um, and did not couldn't play last week, and of course. The coach of Virginia won't say whether he's going to play, but um, and they used three quarterbacks rotating, yeah. um, which was interesting last week. Um, I, I want to see, you know, in that situation, UM, on they should excel just like they should have last week against a new starter, you know, another quarterback starter. Uh, you know that that those kids are going to be on the road, um, and I think they, you know. Well, the, 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 that's the defense, um, I'm, I'm expecting to come through again, yeah. but I think it's the offense that I'm looking for yeah. right now. I think there's there's kind of a way you can look at the way this season has gone. Like I said, they had the three awesome offensive games to start the year, and then they run into Clemson, and Clemson you know, has a lot of talent, but also seemed to put together a really good game plan to exploit Miami's weaknesses. Pittsburgh naturally just kind of does a lot of those same things, but but held Miami's offense relatively in check. Um, I think the question is, has the league started to figure out how to slow down Derek and Rhett Lashley? Or were those two teams just finally some teams that had the, the defensive talent to match up with what Miami was doing? Um, so I, I think if Miami comes out and 
know, puts up 500 yards or 450 yards. You know, Virginia, you know, they're always pretty solid defensively and, and play slow. So, like, it's hard to put up huge numbers. But if they kind of take care of business, and I think we feel pretty good about Miami going forward as far as, like, you know, they're, they're a team that's not going to necessarily have letdowns and stuff like that. But um, if yeah. it's a slog offensively, then I think you really have to start worrying, like, has the league started to figure things out and what is Miami going to do to counter that? And, you know, I think Rhett Lashley clearly has already started to like kind of counter some of the count, like, you know, the, the team's figured out a way to counter Miami and Lashley now is to counter the counters. I think he's starting to do that. Um, but, but this week will be a good, I think a good tell of um, how his counters respond to the counters and, and, um, and just how good Miami's offense actually is. Those are all very good points. Um, you know, I said that last week, I, Pittsburgh, I, Virginia's lost three games in a row, right? Yes. So I feel like they can't, you know, no matter what Mendenhall, their coach, says about that they still have the fight in them and all that, I just don't believe that. I, that's hard to believe. They have to be demoralized. And I, I feel Miami should, I feel Miami should win this game big. They yeah. should. I think if they do, you feel pretty good, right? Like. Yes, I feel I feel very good. I I do think um, as far as the, I have to bring up the point spread because it's always interesting how Vegas. You know how Vegas always is right. A lot of times they're right. And and last week, UM was favored. I think by like fourteen and a half points over Pittsburgh, um, and won by eleven. And this week they're only favored by about twelve and a half now, so I'm trying to figure that out. Maybe the maybe the maybe the regular quarterback is going to play. Yeah, I bet you the regular quarterback plays, but we'll see. Um, but we'll see what happens. But I think they should they should win. I think bigger than than uh, than uh, than they did last week. Personally, yeah, yeah I agree with you. All right, I think we can wrap things up there. Um, Thanks, as always, for listening. You can follow Susan on Twitter at SMillerDegan. Um, she's got your preview of this Saturday's game against Virginia. You can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Um, by the time you guys are listening to this, I'll probably have a story up on uh, Jared Harrison Hunt. I talked to his high school basketball coach um, about him and what he was like as a player. And uh, he compared him. You can, you can figure out why his coach compared him to Jimmy Butler. So that there's a, there's a tease for the Miami fans, for the Heat fans out there. All right, Susan, you got anything else? Uh, no, other than uh, mid-season's coming up. I know, I yeah. Believe- so, so next week, we, there's a bye coming up after the Virginia game. We're basically at the midpoint. Maybe we'll do some sort of like mid-season awards, mid-season review kind of thing in one of these next couple weeks. Um, well, we've got, we've got some time to kill. So thanks as always for listening and uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you.